Welcome to the Wilsdon New Testament Church of God podcast, where the building is closed, but the church is open. This morning I want to share with you a thought that I've had throughout the week, and I pray that God's word will inspire you this day to continue to live for him and to continue to search our hearts and souls before him so that we can be the best that we can be as Christians and feel a fulfilled life knowing that we are exhorting his name and we are living a Christian life for Christ. A question we can ask ourselves this morning um, when we think of this theme, Am I rooted by the living waters? Am I rooted by the living waters? When asking this question, the first thing we've got to do is be honest with ourselves. It requires us to have some self-examination, you know, working through some personal stuff and perhaps stuff that we don't want anybody else to know, but we're going to go before God and we're going to be really honest. We're going to talk to him about our feelings, our emotions, our thinking, our thoughts, our conversations, the things we said, the things we shouldn't have said, and we just open ourselves up before him. And then it allows us to really express Um, who we are before, not that he doesn't know, but he just loves it when we just become honest with him. But it allows us to open up before him and then we can really see and, um, and, and reflect before him and the word of God, how rooted are we beside the living waters? So let's look at what it means to be rooted. I'll give a really simple definition. The usually underground organ that lacks buds or leaves or nodes, um, it absorbs water and uh, mineral salts. Roots usually anchor the plant to the ground. They provide a place where something begins. There's some activity going on. Some form of life starts to take place. And then from that point, something springs up. For the born-again Christian who has repented of their sins and have committed themselves to Christ to follow him, there's a natural desire to want to feed upon the word of God and to drink from the water of life. As human beings, it's natural for us to want a meal, to have a meal, have something to drink, and that's what sustains us, that's what keeps us going. But for the spiritual man, there is a desire to feed upon the word. And when we don't feed upon the word, when we don't spend time to meditate upon him, we find ourselves in some really murky waters. We find ourselves particularly discouraged. We find a time of weakness that comes upon us that we can't seem to shake off. We may sometimes find ourselves even going astray and doing things that we shouldn't be doing and saying things that we shouldn't be saying. So when we are not reading the word of God, we have some indicators that will remind us that something is wrong. The phase rivers of life does not appear in the Bible. The water of life refers to here and tells us to consider not the physical water as we know it, but rather the water flowing from the throne of God. And um, it's symbolic of the water of eternal life. Crystal clear to reflect the glory of God in a dazzling, never-ending stream. So from the throne of God... There is an everlasting presence from the throne of God. There is a, a 
pouring out of God's Holy Spirit. And the more he pours out his Holy Spirit to us when we exercise our voices to sing and worship and we open our mouths and we use our voice to praise him, he begins to pour down his glory. And that glory and his Holy Spirit then becomes like a a, a running, running tap and turns into not just a, a tap, but then into a stream and it continues to flow. And the more it flows is the more the soul of man rejoices and feels the greatness of our God. Remember too, the more it flows is the more the enemy will want to put up attack and attack against us and rage a war. But we must always be reminded that every time he rages wars around us, every time he comes with an attack, once we call upon the name of Jesus, that water, that living water from God, his Holy Spirit comes down like a flood and he defeats the enemy for his glory. We know that the power of God controls water on earth, and we see that in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, where it tells us, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. How mighty is that? The earth was formless, and darkness covered deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Right there, God's power is so plain, so plain for us to see, which tells us in the height of this health storm that we're in, he's still in the centre of the earth. There is nothing that is happening now that he did not know would happen. He sent his hand of comfort to help us, to deliver us. And there are many things that we may not understand because there are some things God will not explain. But in the midst of all that the chaos that we can see going on, God is still in the midst and he seeks to help man. Man has fallen from God in so many ways. We are so desperate every day for his mercy and his forgiveness. God desperately desires man to come back to him, to have fellowship with him, not to use one's intellect and one's knowledge to feel as if they know more than God. God wants us to humble ourselves and recognize and accept that he is the creator and he is the one that gives life. And indeed, there are times when he takes life too. God always uses the beauty of nature to expound upon his glorious word. He uses the metaphors of living creatures and nature to show the dynamics of his glory. In nature, we can now begin to appreciate the beauty of the flowers and the plants and trees all around us because spring is beginning to unfold. When we consider the attributes of God, we know him to have many wonderful attributes. His peace is often thrown over us like a blanket. I use that description because With a blanket, you get warmth, you get comfort, you feel secure, and you don't want to let go sometimes of the very blanket that you use to comfort yourself. But he uses it as a blanket, meaning that he can cover all of us with his peace. The warmth and security of his peace is priceless as it gives us comfort and security in the arms of Jesus. He takes care of every storm that rages in our life. And there are different types of storms in life, as I said before. And right now, we are in the height of a health storm. Trouble is on every hand and around the world. 
Can we still have peace within our hearts even now? Oh, yes, we can. If we read the word of God, if we study and meditate and spend time thinking about what he's saying, thinking about the reality of his word, whilst you're reading, there's a peace that comes upon you. It stops your mind going all over the place and brings you to a settling point where you can focus on God. We are not privileged to be in the comfort of the church, in the, on the benches and having all our brethren around us at present. Therefore, we are now forced to be disciplined with our time and spend more time before God one-to-one finding ourselves in a desperate need to have greater personal growth and a time of real self-examination. And by doing so, we will experience his peace at a greater depth. By the time we have the church doors open, we should be running into our churches with a sense of revival, a sense of purpose, a sense of knowing our God more than we did before. Everybody should be able to take charge within themselves of their worship, not relying on the worship leader or the musicians, but we should be having a fire burning within us that can ignite our worship all by ourselves. The peace of God, how do we know what it can do for you and I? When it slows our minds down, when there are too many thoughts going through our minds, it slows our thinking down, especially when we don't know what to do. The peace of God reminds us, take no thought for tomorrow, for our times are in his hands. His peace gives us seamless security that he can deal with our problems, which seem so huge and full of despair. And finally, his peace encourages us to worship him, to embrace his presence and give him glory. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, we have a wonderful promise. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Notice the scripture when it talks about our hearts and our minds. Notice the assurance that we have that God will give us his peace that will settle our thoughts, settle our feelings, settle our emotions, which when they're all together sometimes causes all types of confusion. So God has set the context of this prayer because he knows the conditions that we often find ourselves in. Let's consider a part of nature. And I want to use the tree um, as my example today. I'd like us to reflect on several parts of the tree, namely the root system, the trunk and the branches. In scripture, we're told that living waters of eternal life flows from God himself. In nature, there are many streams and I love streams because I find them to be um, very soothing. I find them to be very quiet, very pretty, very scenic. And um, sometimes when you look at a stream, you can't really imagine that it's having any effect on upon it, the environment around it um, because it seems like such a, an insignificant amount of water flowing. But most streams flow with great depth. Some come from mountains, some come from underground, and wherever they're flowing, they flow out into greater waters. But in the meantime, while they're flowing, they're also sustaining life for the habitat around them. 
So streams have a depth to them and they have a purpose and a function. And when the Bible talks about the stream of living waters, and can you imagine now there's a stream of greatness and righteousness coming from God and it's eternal. Can you imagine just getting lost in that flow of his glory and his wonder? When you think about the names of God and the greatness of God, my God, this morning, we can only but glorify him and thank him for the stream of living water. So the tree that I'm going to use as a metaphor to use um, to bring out the understanding of are we rooted in this type of storm? Let's consider the trunk of the tree to be the body of Christ, the church, you and I, and, and we're a part of this church. We are a part of the body of Christ. Now, the trunk of a tree can, can bear the weight of the tree. So, you know, the trunk is strong and the trunk has to be whole. Hence, in the body of Christ, we're together. We have to stay together. When we go back into our places of worship, we've got to stay together. Denominations, we've got to start looking at the body of Christ and not the name of our church and not the politics and all the things that sometimes weigh us down. What's important is who do we represent? We represent the body of Christ and the spirit of unity is what he wants. God is almighty, strong and power powerful. We have to remain strong in the word of God, as I said before, and allow our faith not to waver. Do not change your profile of being a tree to a field of grass, for the grass always withers throughout the night time. The branches can be removed from a tree and a tree is still alive. The trunk still remains strong. The church doors, we are told, as Pastor said um, last week, that the doors are closed, but the service that we have with God should still remain in our hearts. If you have been a Christian for many years like myself, then we should have a trunk of maturity, firm and strong. We shouldn't be from one side to the other or wondering at this stage. We should be firmly standing upon the word of God. So when we look at um, our walk in Christ, we are encouraged today that through the storms of life and their raging at present, let us hold fast to God. Psalms 1 verse 3 tells us that like trees that grow beside a stream that bear fruit at the right time, whose leaves do not dry up, they succeed in everything they do. But here is my favourite part of the tree, the roots. They are well hidden and structurally they look smaller than the rest of the structure of the tree. But their function is imperative to the life of the tree, playing a major role. No roots, no trunk. No roots, no branches. I liken the roots to represent our souls today. The soil in which the roots are on we liken it to be that of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So that flow of the blood of Christ is continuous within our lives, all-powerful, sustaining the soul and sustaining the body of Christ. Oh, there is no mountain that cannot be moved through the name of Jesus Christ. And so there lies the unique power of God giving us the authority to use his name for his glory. The roots of my soul is hidden in Christ, 
My soul is constantly at the stream of the living waters. And when I'm dry and all out of drive and vigour for this life, Jesus tells me in John chapter 4, 13 to 15, he answered the woman and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. When I'm discouraged, I drink from this water. When I'm low, I drink from this water. When I feel happy, I drink from this water. This water that I drink from sustains me, sustains me throughout all my days and gives me the victory time and time again. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour, well, when you look around the times today, I wouldn't think there's much reason to delay in accepting him as your Lord and saviour. Mankind needs Christ from the government to every citizen on the streets. We all need Jesus Christ. And so today I want to encourage your souls, if you do not know him, take some time today and come and see who he is. Open his words and look into scriptures. He'll show you at least a verse that will bring comfort to your heart. Not that it's going to tell you that life will be perfect, but he'll promise you that he'll take you through your days and years to come. There are greater sorrows to come in this world. These are the last days before Christ's return. So let us live like trees and not like the grass that will wither by night. He tells us in John chapter 7, verse 38, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. God bless you and keep you and cover you and hide you under his blood throughout these days that we are traveling through. He will keep us and he will not forsake us. In Jesus' name, bless you.